to their screams. Greetings, ghouls and creeps, and welcome to Listen to Their Screams, a horror podcast. I am one of your hosts, Dave. I'm joined, as always, by the other host, Ike. Ike, how are you? I'm doing pretty fantastic. Yeah, well, me too. Uh, Thank you all for joining us and listening. We do appreciate that. Uh, And whatever platform you listen to, make sure you subscribe to us. And if the uh, option is there, give us a rating and a review. And then make sure you share the episodes. Tell all your friends about those two hip cats talking about horror movies on listen to their screams uh, well one hip cat nike i don't know what, i don't know what to say but <laughs> <Damn>. uh, <laughs> and also while you're out there floating around in the internet make sure you follow us on social media we're on facebook twitter instagram and tiktok all you have to do is look up listen to screams that is listen the number two in screams and you will find us uh, before we dive into everything today thank you to our wives monica and kayla for putting up with us for supporting us, for helping us, for the research and ideals and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, it's very important to uh, to have a good, uh, solid network and support uh, people around you, and, and they certainly are that. And we will mention it again later, but we will issue right at the top a spoiler warning. Uh, we do talk movies in this podcast, so there is a very good chance in the course of our discussion that we will spoil something. So you have been warned. So, Ike, uh, how's your week been? Did you uh, do anything fun? Watch anything? Uh, what have you been up to? Oh, man, not a whole lot. Uh, haven't done anything fun, per se. I've uh, been working a lot. Um, in terms of watching stuff, I uh, I know I mentioned it a lot, but I actually finished uh, Criminal Minds, finished all 15 seasons. Um, so that was an undertaking. <laughs> uh let's see trying to think is there's anything else that i've watched uh honestly i've been watching a lot of uh christmas movies so i've directed a lot of my attention away from the horror genre in lieu of some christmas related movies so uh not a whole lot from me this week yeah me neither i've i've been ultra busy too it's the end of the year uh it's always kind of a busy time uh at my job uh you know finishing things up wrapping things up you know, you get that end of the year, everybody going, oh, shit, we need to do this because yep. <laughs> we forgot or been putting it off. And I hate that. Um, I do have some time off coming up. So, you know, hopefully I'll get to watch a little more. Um, and I have I also have been watching mostly Christmas stuff. I this time of year, I watch I watch a lot of Christmas. Uh, I watch a lot of Christmas movies, but I, I watch a lot of Christmas specials, particularly like cartoon specials uh, from particularly like the 80s and early 90s. Uh, I, I love watching those. So I've been watching a lot of that. I did watch. Uh, we I think we mentioned it last week. I did watch Red Christmas with D. Wallace, and that was a it was a pretty decent movie. Uh, but I, I didn't I haven't been into uh, diving into the Christmas horror as much this week as I have in the past. Um, outside of Red Christmas, and then uh, one of our movies that we watched for today, which I guess we should mention, right? We uh we watched what did we watch? Uh, Christmas Bloody Christmas. Uh, we watched that to review, and we watched Skinamarink, which is not due out for a while, but we got a uh, screener clip. Uh, I, I assume you watched them both, right, Ike? I sure did. All right. I was like, you didn't, you didn't tell me you didn't. Typically you give me a heads up if you, you know, <laughs> if anything, but, uh, but yeah, so that, that's kind of what I did too. Um, but I, I've been so busy. It's just been hard to watch much of anything. I usually have stuff on in the background during the day uh, while I'm working, but man, I've just, I've been so swamped. It's like, I, I really just forget to even turn it on. So it's, it's affecting me. People need to get their, their crap done and get past this. It'll, it'll get better because in the next couple of weeks, people, there'll be a ton of people off. So it'll it'll quiet down, and uh, 
I could have my background horror on. Uh, <laughs> That's right. But I, but I, but I do have, I, I do have a lot more Christmas movies. I still got to watch though. There's, I mean, I have my staples that I watch every year and I've not gotten through all those yet. I still haven't watched the new, uh, the new Christmas story Christmas. Have you, have you watched that yet? I actually haven't. I need to. I, actually, my yeah, my wife has never seen a Christmas story, so I need her to get, oh. get her to watch that, and then we. Can oh, watch that's that. a classic. It is. Yeah, we we see we typically we always watch Christmas story on Christmas Day, but I kind of you know the way again the way my brain's wired with this being a sequel, it's like oh I want to watch the first one and then the second one kind of watch a back to back, so it's like we may have to come off that watching it Christmas Day, uh, or just watch them both on Christmas Day I guess, but. But uh, then I have a few, other, you know, a few other things that I like to watch. I have it. I, I watched, uh, I think yesterday, I watched Jingle All the Way. That's one of my staples. I, I that pe- I, I see people knock that movie so much, but I love that movie so very much. <laughs> it is such a fun movie to watch. You can't be Arnold Schwarzenegger in comedy. Uh, he's it's just, not, it's so bad, it's good. And I'm telling you, I, I worked retail in the uh, the late '80s, early '90s, and. I have I've experienced those those things firsthand. This this mad rush for the hot toy. When I worked there, the 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 big hot toy that was like that were, were the the original Power Rangers figures, and it was so berserk. We had to keep them like behind the the jewelry counter and give out numbers and oh, and it was crazy. And people, of course, you know, would get the certain colors and we come down and you'd only have like one color left and everybody would be all mad because it's not the one their kid wanted and oh, it was a madhouse. It was so nuts. So, so I, 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 I relate. I, I get that, uh, that whole, uh, that trauma of the Christmas shopping season. People should have listened to Linus Van Pelt and Peanuts. That it's just commercialism is just not the reason for the season. So, Amen to that. <laughs> I don't know if I agree with all of what Linus said, but you know, you know, he, he has his heart in the right place. But, but you know what, Ike? You know what we? What, what's just is just more fun than shopping for the hot Christmas toy. Is playing our game here on uh, Listen to the Screams. Let's play Top Three. Top Three. <laughs> All right, this episode on Top Three, we are going to do our top three favorite creepy kid characters in horror movies. Ike, I'm going to say right up front, this has been the hardest one we've done yet for me, and not because I thought the, the 80s slasher when we did that was very hard for me because there were so many choices, so right. many to choose from. This one. It's just hard because it's like not as many pop to mind with me. It was I had to I had to really sit down and kind of dig into it a little more. I, I came up with some, but uh, I, I don't know. It's like they didn't they didn't jump to mind like most of them do. But uh, but I, but I think I've got some good ones here. So so uh, let's dive into it. And I'm a, I, I'm definitely afraid this week we're going to have overlap, but we'll, okay. we'll see. Perhaps we, we don't <laughs> we don't usually have like any overlap, really. I don't know if we've ever had an overlap yet. And uh, I, I got a feeling I just I think this is the week, uh, but uh, but we'll see. This might be a short, quick top three. We'll see here. <laughs> so uh, top three creepy or scary kid characters in horror movies. Ike, why don't you start? What do you have at number three? Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, small preface for this. I actually had my number one and two automatically off the bat. My number three was the one that I couldn't find, but I thought about it and I found Gage Creed from Pet Cemetery. Um, Gage is the little kid that died. He got hit by the truck. They put him in the pet cemetery. He came back to life. 
And it, there's a specific scene in the first Pet Cemetery movie where he has the doctor scalpel and he yes. just cuts the guy's Achilles tendon. It is gruesome. It is brutal. And that to me is like my just very key memory from that movie. And Gage is creepy. He's pale. He's sick like. And it's just spooky. Super spooky. Absolutely. Well, I have um, I have talked in. Oh, probably over the top about how a couple particular 80s Stephen King movies I really like. Christine and Pet Cemetery. Uh, and so it's no no surprise. Here we do. We have our first overlap. Uh, Gage Creed was, was my number two. He was my number two. I love Pet Cemetery. I love that kid. Uh, so when we get to that, I'll, we'll name drop. But we're not going to go into it again because I just second everything you just said. He was so creepy. The little guy did. He did such a, the actor did such a good job in that role. But my number three uh, was from The Shining, 1980. It's the Grady Twins. Um, that movie, I love that movie. I've talked about it. I believe, uh, when we did our top favorite Stephen King movies, the shining, I had at number one. And a big reason for that is the Grady twins. They creep me out. Uh, children are creepy, but twin children are even creepier. No offense. If you're a twin out there, that's just the way it is. I'm sorry. You have to deal with that. That's the weight you have to bear. Um, <laughs> it is, they, you know, and then when you get to the point where it's like, it kind of shows their ending and their demise or what happened to them. Oh, it's just even holding the, another level of creepy. Uh, so my number three is the Grady Twins from The Shining 1980. So, Ike, what's your number two? Absolutely. I will say the Grady Twins were very, very close second to number three. Uh, <laughs> but my number two is Jamie Lloyd from the Halloween franchise from Halloween 4 and on. I love Jamie Lloyd's character. In my opinion, Halloween went wrong in so many ways, but Jamie Lloyd was not one of the ways it went wrong. Um, I love the actress who plays her. I would love to see like them do like a reboot of like the Jamie Lloyd trilogy or whatever and make her into like a serial killer. How they ended Halloween four with her like stabbing her sister. I really wish they would have built on that more because Jamie Lloyd in that clown mask, like the one that Michael had was so creepy and I love her. So that would be my number two. Yeah, that uh, Jamie Lloyd was actually uh I had her at number three in mind for when I first jotted down, just right at the top of my head, my ideals. And then I, I bumped her when I remembered the Grady twins. They, they for some <laughs> reason, I forgot them. Uh, but yes, I agree. A very strong character. I like the homages and the, uh, the, the throwbacks to Michael. Uh, with, I mean, it's, it's so great when she's out trying to pick her costume and stuff. And she picks that and you're like, Oh, you know, just, it's just <laughs> so cool. Um, so great. So again, my number two, then, like we said, was Gage Creed, Pet Cemetery. Already talked about him. We're not going to dive into it again. So I guess right back to you. What's your number one creepiest kid in a horror movie? I almost think that we maybe chose the same number one. I'm not super sure, but I had to choose Isaac from Children of the Corn. I mean, the guy's name's Isaac. I mean, how do you yes. not find a little bit of creepiness in that first and foremost? But second of all, it's just it's weird because he's leading this cult and like his character, it's super weird. And then like, there's that part at the end where he like dies, but then comes back to life, like as a weird zombie thing. Like it's super creepy. Uh, I think he's a great character and we share a name. So I had to, had to have him as my number one. Yeah. Uh, well, he is not my number one, uh, but oh, okay. he was one of those, he was one of the guys that immediately popped to mind. And when he did, I thought, yep, this is probably my number one. And then as again, as I started thinking through things, I thought, oh, yeah, what about Gage? And what about, oh, the Grady twins? And then my number one popped up. My dad just bumped him down. Uh, I would put him. Literally, you could throw him in that top three anywhere, and I wouldn't really argue. It, it wouldn't wouldn't argue. The, the whole premise 
number one, when you get like a cult-like figure like that, anyway, that's creepy enough. Right. That that whole that whole concept is is, is creepy. I, I the concept of people, I mean, literally controlling other people, uh, and by whatever means, right? Whether it be uh, isolation or whether it be uh, just whatever, playing off their fears or their weaknesses or or just being super, uh, you know, persuasive and having that, you know a, a lot of personality. That creeps me out because that is life. There yeah. are people who are positions of power, who are in uh, positions of wealth or, or, or whatever you want to call it, who purely got there not based on ability or anything else per se, but just on personality and, and their ability to manipulate people and, and control people. And um, then when you double down on that and make it a kid, oh, my gosh. That, that that just makes it all the worse. So yeah, that I actually have Isaac written down here as an honorable mention. Was going to bring that up, uh, but my number one favorite creepiest kid in the movie is Damien Thorne from The Omen in 1976. Oh yeah. Um, I have not watched this movie in so long, and uh, it, it it just didn't even dawn on me until I was just looking through some stuff and I saw him and I was like, oh yeah, there we go. Because <laughs> I remember how much this kid wigged me out. That that whole birthday party scene in that movie. Oh, whew, that's something else. Um. But and just the thought of a you know this child being the Antichrist and, and everything else is uh, just puts a chill up my spine. And the kid did such a great job in the role, acted it so well. Uh, again, it's that it's that thing when man, we always say it. We we say this thing about cute is creepy. And there's sometimes when you have a kid or whatever else that just if it smiles the right way, it's like ooh, what's going on in that end? And um, the kid that played Damian Thorne had that down. So. Uh, I don't think you can go wrong with Damien or Isaac as the number ones there. I think those are both pretty good choices, pretty iconic choices. I think a lot of people would agree with that. Uh, but I think overall we had a pretty good list. Um, and again, I apologize to the twins out there who, you know, <laughs> I, I don't mean to besmirch you or whatever I'm trying to say. But, uh, man, twins, there's something. Whew. I, and I was I had twins in high school that were very, very good friends of mine. And I played in a band with them and everything. And uh I, you know, when they went through the period where they actually had the exact same hairstyle and everything else, they were very hard to tell apart. Yeah, they, they played on that, man. They they would prank people and do stuff. And <laughs> I don't think I, I, I blame them for uh, instilling those fears <laughs> of twins. In me. So, oh, uh, uh, yeah. But that wraps up the top three. And uh, let's take a little break. When we come back, we'll talk about uh, our news. Listen to their screens is now a Fangoria collaborator. Get 20% off your order at shop.fangoria.com by using the promo code LISTEN2SCREAMS at checkout. That is LISTEN, the number two, and SCREAMS. Or you can click the link in the show notes. All right, we got a few uh, news topics to talk about and some upcoming and new releases uh, that are coming out. Uh, Ike, have you seen, I'm sure you have, they have just announced, Just, uh, I think they just announced it yesterday, that uh, the next Scream movie is officially going to be titled Scream 6. And they put a teaser trailer out today, the day we were recording this on December 14th. Uh, it's about a minute long. Uh, did you have a chance to watch this, site? I definitely did. Uh, man, it was great. I loved it. It was creepy as hell. I'm telling you what, Subways and horror are great together. And, um, but that, man, that whole thing, that whole, I mean, it was just, again, a minute long. Didn't really give a whole lot away of the plot, per se, of the movie. But it was creepy. Just when there was, you know, you saw, apparently it looks like it, I'm assuming, must be taking place somewhere in the vicinity of Halloween. Yeah. I, I get that vibe because there was, you know, I mean, I know New York could get wacky, 
but uh, there was plenty of people in different <laughs> costumes on this thing. But there was like, what were there? What would you say? Three, four, five different ghost faces in that one scene, right? Yeah, that that was what I was gonna say. There were a bunch of people dressed in ghost face, and like I, I'm thinking to myself, right? I'm watching this trailer, right? And I don't mean to interrupt you or cut you no, off. That's good. I'm sitting here watching this trailer, right? And I'm seeing this, and, and immediately in my head, I'm thinking, okay, they've done it before. Are they gonna go the multiple ghost face route? Right? That's exactly know? what I thought too. So I wouldn't hate it if they did that because obviously that's an incredible homage to essentially the entirety of the franchise. They, I don't think that they did it in the last movie. It was just the one girl, wasn't it? The Scream 5. I don't um, think she had a partner, did she? Not that I, whew, I, don't re- I don't recall there being a partner, no. Right, but I was going to say, they've pretty much done that. I mean, they did that in Scream 1, they did it in Scream 2. They didn't do it in Scream 3, but they did it in Scream 4, and then they didn't do it in Scream 5. So it's a pretty commonly yep. played upon trope in the f- series. I really hope that I think we've talked about it before. I really hope that they bring Nev Campbell back like as kind of like a sleeper type thing where like maybe she wasn't there publicly. Right. They did this whole like thing where like, oh, yeah, she's not going to be in the movie. But then like secretly she's going to be um, either her or uh, Matthew Lillard. I think that would be great. But I don't or know. both. Just bring <laughs> them all both. back. That's right. Well, there is this the very strong rumor that Kirby's coming back. Uh, what's, how do you say her name? Hayden Pantaneri or however you say her name? there's a picture of the trailer yeah. like a picture of the set right and she's on it yeah well that's yeah that's the rumor uh that you know it's supposedly leaked and, i mean you never know right you never right. know with people and what they can do but but yes it, it shows her there so that's that's the thing um i i will say this let me say this <laughs> that that picture did slip out there right i put it out there on some of our social medias, right? Saying, hey, this is a rumored leak, blah, 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 right? Didn't think anything of it. I believe, I don't remember which platform it was on, whether it be Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. That's the ones I would have shared it on. We actually got struck as a, this post has been removed because of so-and-so, I think, what is it, Universal, or who, who owns yeah. the rights? Is it, it, it was removed. It said it was removed because of them, them oh, or whatever else. So that tells me that it was truly a leak and they were out there looking, tracking down all they could find of this and, and reporting it to try to get as much of it cleaned up as they could possibly. That that's, that's my gut, right? I mean, I'm, I'm telling you there, somebody reported it and it was removed on one of the platforms on our account. So I firsthand saw it. So I'm saying, I'm saying I'm, I'm calling verified Kirby's in the movie that, that to me seals the deal. Um, but you know, who knows? But that, that's yeah. my gut. No, uh, I mean, 100 percent. I mean, if, if they're if they're p- pulling people's posts down, it, it, it's either either there's something in the picture that they don't want people seeing or they're being petty. And I guess it's, yeah. I wouldn't put it past a, a big studio to be petty, but I don't think that they pay their uh, social media people enough to be petty. <laughs> no, I, I feel like, you know, I mean, with all the fakes and things that photoshops, I wouldn't think unless it was truly substantial leak and, and here's what i'm thinking is we don't know where this leak came from so yeah. if it's an internal leak and they caught it and they found out that was happening so that that led them to the trail to trying to clean stuff i don't know um but again back to the the teaser that was came out i i, I really had the gut feeling that it is a multiple killers because 
that one moment in that scene, all those ghost faces can ghost face kind of lean forward and look the same way. And the time it seemed very like they were choreographed, right? Like they were in sync. Right. So I, I'm really, I'm really thinking that's what we got. We got the multiple killers. I think we're going to have more than two. I think it's going to be several. And, um, I don't know. I, I, hopefully the story is strong. Um, I, I do. I hold very, very strong to the hope that Nev Campbell is somehow going to part. They've been swerving us. I don't know. Uh, because I get my hopes up all the time for stuff like that. And I, when it doesn't happen, I'm like, <laughs> ah, you know, so I don't know. It could be legit. Um, I, every screen movie that's come out since I, I always hope Matthew Lillard is back a part of it. So, you know, I hope he is, but, uh, but anyway, looks fun. I cannot wait to see that movie. I love the scream franchise. Uh, again. Oh, yep. I hear it is. I have it right in my notes. It was distributed by Paramount. So it was Paramount, not, not universal. It was Paramount that, uh, that yeah, hit us. Uh, and again, that movie is being released March 10th, 2023. So we can count down the days. I had some other news. We have another convention we're going to talk about here. It's called the, uh, uh, Valentine's. I think I'm going to pronounce that correctly. I know it's a playoff Valentine's. Uh, I'm assuming. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming 2023. It's in January 13th, but I, I would assume I don't know. It's a month away from Valentine's, but anyway, uh, it's in the Central Florida Fairgrounds. It has cosplay, movies, food, vendors, and mania await you at the celebration of all things dark and twisted. Join us for a uh, cosplay date night, which includes a double feature of some of Hollywood's most twisted villains. That's just a small convention. It's got free admission, $10 parking, and the double feature is Scream in the Shining. So, hey, it sounds like fun. Uh, some toys and merch that are coming out. Uh, Knuckleheads have a, a pre-order for Art the Clown. It starts at 30, it's at $39.99. It's at knuckleheadstoys.com. That's Knuckleheads with a Z. Uh, it's a six-inch figure. It's got articulation. It's got a knife. It's in a custom box. My only thing is I've noticed this a long time. I think this has been up for pre-order for quite a while. So I'm not yeah. sure what the delay is. Um and why they've not what's holding up the production knuckleheads has put out a lot of figures. So I'm not sure what the, what the holdup is on this, uh, but it's been, it's still up for pre-order, but I'm pretty sure it's been up for pre-order for a, a few months at least now. But anyway, uh, in some other news, uh, universal monsters, retro glow in the dark figures are out there. I think they're bendy figures. It's a set of three. It's the mummy, uh, Frankenstein's monster and the Wolfman. Uh, those have been out for a little bit, but they're very cool figures. Uh, but you can get them as a set of three at BigBadToyStore.com for $65.99. Uh, I, I, you know me. I love the Universal Monsters, so I'm going to plug all that merchandise. <laughs> uh, some birthdays coming up. Uh, December 17th, Mila Jovovich. Uh, Ike, one of your favorites there from the Resident Evil franchise. She's got a birthday coming up. Uh, oh, yeah. I like Mila from uh, The uh, Fifth Element. Uh, that, that movie is spectacular. I, I love that movie so much. Uh, and then uh, on December 21st, Keither, Keither, Keifer Sutherland, excuse me, from the Lost Boys and Flatliners and 24 and, well, he's done all kinds of stuff, but uh, he'll always be known for Lost Boys to me. Uh, he has a birthday. Uh, an anniversary release date of a movie on December 19th, 1971, A Clockwork Orange was released uh, based, on the, based on the Anthony Berger book starring Malcolm McDowell. It's considered a horror sci-fi rated X on its initial release. Uh, pretty good movie. I've not seen that in many, many, many years. Uh, this might inspire me to do a rewatch on it pretty soon. I don't think uh, I've ever seen it, actually. <laughs> ah, well, so you need to. It's a, it's, it's a fun movie. Uh, then on December 12, 20th, excuse me, 1996, the first Scream was released starring Nev Campbell and Courtney Cox. Uh, looping it back to Scream, a classic movie. Great movie. Uh, such a good such a good film. I, I, I enjoyed the whole series, but man, that first was just absolutely great. There's so many lines in that kind of that final act where, you know, the, the killers are re- uh, revealed and, uh, and uh, they're <laughs> stabbing each other and doing all that in the kitchen. 
so many Matthew Lillard lines there that I repeat all the time, just all the time that, you know, with that, I'm feeling woozy, woozy. man. And stuff like, <laughs> you got me deep. And he's like, are you going to call my parents? <laughs> and all that. They're going to be pissed. My, my mom's going to be so <laughs> mad. It's just, oh, so many great lines in that. Just that, just alone, that, that scene that I love. And then and then in memory, uh, just to remember that on December 21st, 2009, Brittany Murphy died after the movie Something Wicked, Prophecy 2, many other movies. Uh, so we'll remember her dying in 2009. All right, let's move on to some upcoming releases for the upcoming week. On December 16th, at select theaters and video on demand is Mind Cage with John Malkovich and Martin Lawrence. Lawrence excuse me, it's distributed by Lionsgate. When a copycat strikes, two detectives ask a top serial killer for help. That's always a always bad news when the cops go to the, the bad guy for help and you get that that team up. So on uh, December 16, 2022, in select theaters and then on Shudder, uh, which is also available on AMC Plus, is The Apology. It is uh, 20 years after the disappearance of her daughter. A recovering alcoholic is preparing to host her family's Christmas celebration when her estranged ex-brother-in-law arrives unannounced, bearing nostalgic gifts and a heavy secret. Starring Anna Gunn and uh, Janine Gar- Garofalo. I mm-hmm. always struggle over names, man, I swear, because like <laughs> my problem is it's like I know how to say them and I've heard them a million times. But then when you go to pronounce them and you're looking at notes, it's like you overthink. You really just uh, gets all in my head. And that will be released by RLJE Films. And then on a note, if again, if you're looking for something Christmas horror to watch, you can try Better Watch Out, released in 2016, starring Levi Miller and Virginia Madsen. Ashley travels to the suburban home of the learners to babysit their 12-year-old son, Luke, during the holidays. She must soon defend herself and the young boy when unwelcome intruders announce their arrival. Uh, so we like to throw some Christmas horror out there that you might want to watch. Uh, when we come back, one of our films that we're going to review is a Christmas horror movie. Because when we come back, we're going to review Christmas, Bloody Christmas, and Skin of Marink. So hang in there. Remember, in the course of discussing movies, the host will spoil lots. You've been warned. All right, we're back. Uh, let's dive into our reviews. Ike. And Ike, let's start with Skin of Marink. Uh, again, this movie... Uh, it's coming out in theaters on January 13th, 2023, and then later on in that year, uh, it'll come out on Shudder. Uh, it has uh, it debuted at some festivals and everything else, and an at-home festival viewing platform inadvertently was exploited and allowed this movie to be pirated. So it's been out there. People have been talking, and it's, it kind of pissed me off. Uh, so when we got – you know, they reached out about uh, us getting a screener and reviewing it. Uh, you know, I, I really – I wanted to do it, right? I mean, I want to do it anyway. Wait, I want to watch the movie and review it. But then it's like, you know, I want to go ahead and do it because I want to help kind of support the movie, uh, plug the movie and kind of, you know, hold, hopefully build up some interest uh, in it. Uh, the movie is written and directed by Kyle Edward Ball. It's starring Jaime Hill, Lucas Paul and Ross Paul. It's distributed by Bayview Entertainment. The movie says when two children wake up in the middle of the night to find their father is missing and all the windows and doors in their home has vanished. Um, I, I don't want to give I don't want to. Again, this movie is not officially out. Right. So I don't want us to give away really any spoilers on this. Uh, so let's when we review and talk about it, let's let's talk more our feelings and our mood uh, and the mood of the movie and things like that. Yeah. Uh, so why don't, why don't you start and dive in and uh, your takeaways from watching Skin and Marink? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, I want to kind of preface my my review by saying that uh, first and foremost, I did like the movie. Um, however, I want to 
wait to give my official review until I've seen it in theaters. And I'm going to explain why here in just a minute. So I watched the movie. I watched it on a small screen because, you know, I have it on when I'm, you know, doing other things. And in this case, I didn't have my full undivided attention on the movie. Obviously, I'm pretty good at multitasking, so I was able to watch the movie and, you know, get a good grasp of what we were watching. But here's the deal. This movie relies a lot on subtlety. It relies a lot on audio and I would even go as far to say as very, very small visual cues. And here's the deal. The movie was great. The movie was it seemed very experimental in the best way because the movie wasn't your typical type of like movie. I I would almost put this in like a paranormal genre. It wasn't your typical paranormal esque movie. It, It definitely had the paranormal like features and tropes but i definitely feel like it really played heavily on this concept of the unknown um as you're watching the movie there's a lot of stuff that happens off camera that you don't really know what happened right a lot of the stuff that you're seeing on camera is almost like the residuals of what's happened before and it plays heavily on also innocence it plays heavily on the innocence of a child on the innocence of cartoons, on the innocence of uh, just not understanding. And I feel like that's what almost makes this movie sad in a way, because it almost feels like this movie is about some kind of paranormal entity torturing a child. And it, it brings a very large, I would say, feeling of dread to you as you watch this movie, because you're you're basically sitting here and watching this helpless and defenseless child just i mean be tortured essentially and it's horrifying but it was good in a way and i don't know it made me feel a whole lot of things and i won't give specifics but i want to watch it in theaters because i feel like theaters is going to give it the most authentic and genuine experience because the theater is your undivided attention it has the loudest and most probably the best quality sound that you're going to get. And I think that's what this movie needs, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely uh, see that. Um, the, the the odd thing about this movie is, straight up honestly, if you take it at face value, it's not the kind of movie that anybody that knows me would think I would like. Right. But I actually enjoyed it primarily because this movie disturbed me. Yep. And it disturbed me without being – what you would call graphic or gory or anything like that. It, it, this movie was unsettling. And I, I, the, I I talk a lot about the old classic monster movies. And one of the things I always, when I describe them, I always say how beautiful they are and how well made they're this film, the way it was made to me was, was beautiful Mm -hmm. and very, very greatly that the angles, I mean, we don't see the kids much beyond pretty much their, their feet and stuff. Until late in the movie, if I'm remembering right. Yep. And and it's just the angles. It, it had a graininess to it. Um, it, it, it the, the shadows and it, it was, and the fact that it did not. It's you watch a movie like this that does not have music or a score or anything like that, and and you you start to notice that that the silent parts, and and the way the kids there was whisper where they had to have this the subtitles. And just yeah. all these things. And it literally it was unnerving. And it was like 
I sat there staring at this thinking someone fucking help these kids because yeah. I was I was so under. And the thing is, I to be honest, I, when I got to that point when I fully didn't even understand what was happening. It's like you don't really even know what the hell's going. I when I read about what this movie was, I thought it would build a little bit. Right. It didn't build. It was right from the start. They were there. They were in it. And um, it was, man, it, it was creepy. These And these kids continually thinking that their dad was just in the bedroom and, yeah. or in the rooms and calling out to him. And, and they would hear noises. And it was things happening that as an adult would panic me, right? It would send me into a, a, a defensive fit to prepare for it, like a noise or whatever it may be. But these kids, it was toying with that innocence, like you said, yeah. where they, they it's not that they even necessarily they were they were clearly at times frightened, but it was more a what is that? And the, there was times when things happened and they weren't freaking out. They would ask, how are you doing that? And it, it was unsettling. And it it I, I have to say um, my hats are off. It It is yeah. not the typical kind of movie that I, I like it. It's if. Not the kind of movie that I go to, but this movie was so effective. And we have talked about it, and you've mentioned it many times through the course of reviews and talking, that that horror doesn't have to be graphic or gory, right? It has to play with your emotions and make you feel something, unsettled, uh, a sense of suspense, whatever it may be. And man, shoo, this movie did it in, in droves. Yeah. No, I, I, you kind of even said it, but it was like, Everything that happened in this movie, if it happened to me, I, like you said, fight or flight immediately. But I think the thing that disturbed me to my core was these kids, they were not reacting how I, I how they needed to react. You know what I mean? Obviously, yeah. there's danger, but but they don't know. And, and it's that nope. innocence. And that's what disturbed me to my core, because it's like. It's like watching a car speeding towards a cliff and not being able to warn the person who's driving that car that they're about to go over the yeah. cliff because you know that something bad is going to happen. Something bad always happens in these movies. You can feel it building, and it's just like you you can't help but watch and just – it's like – because like – I mean I'm going to be straight up honest. I, I almost just want to give this movie a five out of five as it is, right? But and I and I want to wait until I watch it in the theaters to like officially give it that because like I just feel like the theaters is going to give it such a better experience. But just as it is, this movie is like it checks off all of the boxes of a fucked up movie, and it just oh my god it 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 puts a like a lump in your chest almost. You can it's like almost hard to breathe while you're watching the movie. It's hard to explain. <laughs> it, what is and 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 part of this is this movie hits on all my fears. Right. I don't like feeling closed in. Right. I'm, I'm number one. I'm claustrophobic. But that and when people think of you know, a claustrophobia, they just think the small tight places. And that's yes, that is obviously a very big part. But there's also that feeling of just being trapped, period. Right. That concept of being in something with no way to escape, no way to get out. Just it makes me want to cry. It's like I, I can't fathom that thought. And like we said, if it were me in that position. I'd be picking up the first thing I could, I could do and try to bash through the wall just to get at that to create an opening. Yeah. Um, even if I don't necessarily need or want to get out at that particular moment, I, I want to make sure that option's there. And I, I, I don't like that. Um, but these kids, because they were so young 
and so innocent and what have you. It was um, they just it was to them it was like well there there's they assumed well there's got to be there's a reason right there's got to be something this is that that this is happening that you know my dad is in bed or he's he's not here or or whatever it may be and they went through their routines the best they could right they were eating cereal and watching their cartoons and and you know just doing the best they could because they they didn't have any point of reference to to have that fear yeah um you know they they didn't have the life experience yet to to understand the the situation or to have this extraordinary fear of, of the unknown of the situation even um i mean when you're that age and that young there's everything's unknown right there's so much unknown and um man it was who it was disturbing and again i the i the way they filmed it and the angles they used because they didn't they didn't show you too much in any right. any point there was very selective shots very limited shots uh, and and the lighting and the mood and again it had that old film feel that graininess almost to it and um it, uh, to me the the visually it felt like found footage like a found yeah. footage type film um but it clearly was you know there clearly wasn't a camera around in this house it's not what it was but it had that feeling, right? Like you're you're observing something you shouldn't yeah. or weren't, weren't meant to observe, and and again, I, I yeah, I mean, there's that whole sense I think when you're an adult that that plays into that that fight or flight thing of not only that, but you get so unnerved you want to defend those kids, right? You want to save those kids and do something, and it's like, uh it's a it, it was unsettling. And uh, I, I enjoyed it much, much more than I thought. I really did. As as it was going and it started, I thought, no, I'm not sure I'm going to like this because I, I thought the way it's going, I'm like, I, oh, this is not typically my my cup of tea kind of movie. But they did it so well, and it was uh, – they, they they turned me. They hooked me. And, uh, and I think this will definitely be a movie that I'll, I'll rewatch. Um, it, it was a movie that my wife was going to watch it with me. And she didn't get to. And I told her, nah, I said, I don't think you'll like it because uh, she didn't like these kind of movies. But I, that was there's a lot of that. of, I don't know if she should watch it because I think it'll freak the shit out of her. <laughs> and, uh, and I mean, this is the kind of movie to me, uh, you know, I, it might inspire a bad dream. Right. Um, it, it's freaky, uh, freaky, weird. And I, it's, they did such a good, good job of, of tapping into that that child in your past to make you to feel the, the fear and everything. So, so, uh, so I, so you don't want to, you don't want to give it a rating right now until you go see it on theater. Is that what you're saying? Like I do. And I don't, because it's like, if well, I here, had, let's, let's do this. Let's, let's rate it. We'll rate it when it comes out in theaters. If one or both of us go see it, we will we'll reserve the right to amend our rating. If need be, if we want to, if we want to update it and change it anyway, at that time, we'll do that. What do you say? That sounds like a plan to me. Okay. So, well, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna go as far as five, but I'm giving it four. I definitely give it a four, and ooh, I was tempted to go four and a half. Um, and you know what? I, I am. I'm going four and a half on it. I, I there is something about this movie. I'm telling you, it, I, I don't. This movie's not for everybody. It, it's really not. So, this movie to me is gonna be. It's gonna be very divisive. Because I think yeah. some people are going to hate it and pan it and want to say, oh, it's a zero. It's a horrible movie. 
There's nothing to it. There's no action. There's no this. There's no that. The it's because it's a, it, it is a slow movie. That's part of the element. It's that's intentional. That's not bad of anything in this production, of this movie. That's the way this movie is meant to be. It is meant to build and build and build and build until you just cannot take it anymore. It, it's meant to be that way. And so I, this movie is going to be very divisive. I, I think it really is. I think some people are going to love it. Some people are going to hate it. I don't think there's going to be a lot of middle ground on this movie. Uh, but I, I, you know what? I, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to be bold, and I'm going four and a half screams on this movie. I was thinking the same thing, four and a half screams out of five. I have a feeling that when I see it in theaters, it, it's going to be a five. I, I just have a feeling. I, I think so, too, because I think I, – I, yeah, I think the audio side of it will give it a lot more in a theater. And sitting in that dark room and seeing it, you know, on the larger screen, we're going to pick up even more details. This, yeah, this movie feels, I mean, it was great watching it at home. Don't get me wrong, but it, it feels like it was made for the big screen. And uh, so, yeah, it's it's one of these odd things of, you know, I, I will go see a movie after I've seen it at home just to support it. This is a movie that I want to go see again after seeing it at home just because I, I want to see it in that, that new element. So, right. Uh, so Kyle Edward Ball. Hats off, buddy. You you did great. Uh, uh, whew. So uh, four and a half screams from us. That shielded me to my core, and I'm super afraid to go to sleep tonight after watching <laughs> that movie today. Uh, it's like it's like the dude crawled in my head and unearthed my fears. And uh, well played, well played. So now let's let's lighten the mood a little bit and let's get into something that's um, that uh, that it was enjoyable as well, and maybe a little more. Lighthearted, a little more fun. Let's talk Christmas, Bloody Christmas that just came out. It was directed and produced by uh, Joe Bagos, starring Riley Dandy and Sam Dulwich. Uh, it is a Christmas Eve, and Tori just wants to get drunk and party. But when a robotic Santa Claus at a nearby toy store goes haywire and begins a rampant killing spree through her small town, she's forced into a battle for survival. Now, this movie is on Shudder, uh, which, of course, is also part of the AMC Plus package, if you if you have that. Uh, just a, a note. <laughs> in, in doing the research, this film has 487 uses of the F-bomb. Uh, for you that don't know, that's the word fuck. Um, <laughs> and that is an average of 5.6 per minute. And fuck yeah. That, uh, that, that's funny because, you know, I knew they were foul mouth and whatever else, but I didn't realize how often. And maybe that's because, uh, man, I have a bad tendency of dropping it myself in language, in, in my in speech, and don't even realize it. Um, uh, Here, I'll start with this one. Uh, you said you started last one, but I have Go to say, I, I fucking love this movie. I, I thought this this movie was so damn much fun, it, even funner than I thought. When I read the description, I thought, "Oh, this sounds great, right?" This sounds fun. This movie to me was, I, it was it was easy to watch. It was when and and I was fearful there for a while because it, it felt like they were building a lot right before they got to the Santa part, but it didn't get didn't feel like it was drug out too much for me. It, I mean, I. I swear to God, those two, uh, Tori and I can't remember the guy's name that she worked with that they kind of crushed on each other and end up kind of having their little thing. Um, man, if you didn't know better, you would think that is exactly how those two people are, how they are in real life, because they were just, you know, they were out, you know, they were they were single, they were, you know, at that, you know, twenty somethings, uh, it, whatever it was, Christmas Eve, they were out, you know, drinking, um, just. Because, you know, they didn't have, you know, significant others. They didn't have a lot of family, it didn't seem. So they were just like, oh, we're just going to have fun, right? And, um, you know, they talked a lot of music, and I like that. And uh, 
I, hell, they, they, to me, they were very relatable characters. And uh, I, I swear, I think they, they tapped into themselves a lot in that. I feel like they put a lot of themselves, the actors put a lot of themselves into that characters because it seemed very natural uh, to me. And everybody in the movie was like that. It was nobody seemed like real faked or forced. It really felt like a slice of life. And um, and 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 I like the fact that there's this, you know, using this army technology to develop these, you know, anamorphic or whatever Santa, whatever you want to call it, not anamorphic, may not be the right word. These Santas that you know can take the place of your typical mall Santas, and they go haywire. And um, the only thing I can say is at the end, I felt like it was it drug just a little bit with her you know, finally destroying it or whatever you might say, getting away from it. I, I, I feel like maybe they went to the well one or two many times with that. Oh, it's back. It's back. It's back. But, um, I mean, but it was, it, it was a pretty gruesome movie. There was some, there were some great kills in it. Um, she, I, it, if I remember right, I mean, she was the only survivor, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think she was the only one left at that, at the end of all that. Yeah. Of, of the major characters. Again, we're spoiling this one all the heck. Cause it's, it's out there on shutter. Uh, so everybody should have, should have already watched it. If you're anybody, you know, should have already watched it. But, uh, but I liked it. I thought it was fun. I, I thought it was a, a very good Christmas slasher type movie. Uh, again, we, we've talked about how, you know, Christmas horror movies are, are tough. And I, I thought this was kind of a uh, kind of a fresh take, a kind of an original angle to come at it. It wasn't your typical, you know, serial killer dressed as Santa. It was the, the robotic thing. It was kind of, you know, kind of humorous. Um, and, you know, and I thought, again, I thought it was fun. And, uh, so I enjoyed it. I thought it was a fun watch. I, I will probably rewatch it in, in future Christmases. Like, so what, what do you think of Christmas Bloody Christmas? No, yeah, absolutely. I, I think uh, first and foremost, I would want to say that uh, I agree with you. The movie felt very organic and natural. Um, a lot of the conversations and a lot of the in-between stuff felt really organic and natural. I mean, like you said, the characters just kind of felt like they were playing themselves. Um, and, you know, and they and they had, I would say, pretty realistic reactions to like, you know, when they I remember there was a scene where they are downstairs and they hear something going on next door and the lady looks to the window and sees like the kid get axed. Yeah. The next door neighbor. And like her reaction was completely valid and completely proportionate to what happened. She she didn't just she wasn't like, oh, I'm just imagining things. No, she was like, we need to get the fuck out of here right now. Which, you know, one of the things I hate about horror movies is they sometimes play too much into those tropes about like, oh, everything's fine. Um, but this one, they didn't do that at all. Like it was like, you know, shit is getting real right now. And let's let's get let's get out of here. Um and I think that the addition of the robot Santa, it, it, it basically, to me, it, like you said, was a fresh take. It wasn't some guy who was traumatized by a murderous man dressed as Santa. You know, it wasn't like some weird, like. Yeah, some supernatural right. being or anything. Yeah. Right. It was just a robot. It was a robot that somebody made. They they honestly it reminded me of toy soldiers where they put those microchips yeah. <laughs> in those or small soldiers. I'm sorry, where they yeah. put those like military grade microchips and toys and the toys started acting up. It kind of reminded me of that, but like on steroids. And yeah, it, it removed that human element from the murdering. So you didn't have to like pander to like the oh, what's within human means? What's you know, because typically when you have a human serial killer, either you have to go the this person is supernaturally powerful and like can do anything or you have to do the they are limited to what their human body can do. This removes all of that because it's a freaking robot. The robot can do whatever the hell it wants. Mm -hmm. um, 
But no, yeah, absolutely gruesome kills, funny lines, great on-screen chemistry between all the characters. The relationships and everything else seemed real for the amount of time that you watched it. And yeah, absolutely. If you haven't seen it, I would say watch it. It is a fun watch. It's not going to win any awards, obviously. But as far as Christmas horror movies go, it was it was a solid, solid movie. Yeah. And uh, they did one thing that I very much like that is a is an issue I have with lots of TV shows and movies and everything else. They when when like you said, when they saw the, the neighbor boy getting killed, or whatever else, they freaked out and they called the police, right? When the police caught up and everything else, and eventually what ended up happening is they didn't say, oh, what's going on? They thought, what the hell did you do? Right? Yeah. They suspected her. And she was talking about saying, like, you're crazy. So many times I watch things, and I'm like, you know, if that situation really happened, they would be looking at that person as the t- number one suspect in that <laughs> happening. And that's what they did in this, right? And they're like, you know, they they kind of did this kind of the weird take on the good cop, bad cop thing, right? The, the one cop was all in her face. You did this. You did this. What the hell? And the other cop's like, well, hold on now. Let's hear her story. You, you want to go clean up? Trying to get her to talk a little bit. But I think they both suspected that she was the one that did this. Yeah. Because who's going to believe a robotic Santa goes crazy and starts killing people? <laughs> You're going to believe, not nah, this drunk girl who's probably on something killed people and is now freaking out and we're going to figure out you know try to get her to confess you know that's i mean that's what happened and that's what would happen in real life no one's going to believe that other story and uh so i kudos to them for not falling into that that trap of the naive policeman that just believes your story because you see that so many times and i hate that and uh, again i I talk about all the time i'm a huge fan of supernatural and that's i hate that in that show all the time you know so they go to the police or whatever else and they're like you know, they are you, you see something right. And someone's wife gets killed or whatever because of some creature and the, the, the husband finds him. And I'm like, you know what? In real life, that husband's getting arrested and put in prison because they're going to suspect he killed his wife. <laughs> and that's what it is. But um, anyway, I got on a sidetrack there. Uh, but, yeah, the, the again, it was so fun. I I realized they were cussing a lot. Didn't realize that, you know, near 500 times they said the F bomb. <laughs> that might be more that might be more reflection of me and my personality than anything. But um. True, but again, true. That, yeah, well, yeah. But I mean, that's life, though, right? When you're a twenty-something who has, and there are situations where they're they don't have, you know, all the responsibilities that yet, you know, they're at that point, and uh, you know, they have their job, they're doing okay, but they're just having fun, right? They just want to listen to music and drink and whatever. That's that's how they talk, right? I mean, but it's just like they were they were completely busting each other's balls, uh, and, and with things, and that's that's. That's what people do. That's what friends do. That's what coworkers to a certain extreme extent do. And um, so it did. It felt so natural. And um, and it, and it was fun, right? I mean, she was she was tough as hell, but it was it was kind of believable, right? She didn't do anything extraordinary. I mean, her freaking hand was mauled or whatever that one point, and or whatever it was that happened to it. And and every way that she stopped him was, you know, she had to try to outthink and and, and come up with something, you know turning the sprinklers on or whatever it might be. Um, right. You know, it's not, she wasn't overpowering this robot or doing anything, you know, that you wouldn't believe. Um, but uh, I, yeah, again, hats off. It was, it was a fun movie, highly recommended. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm going to say, uh, man, I, I hate rating a movie like this because I enjoyed it so much. I, I, my tendency is to try to overrate it. 
So I, I have to be realistic in the scale and the scope of everything, right? And all the movies we've talked about, try to think on where to put it. Because, you know, my initial reaction is, oh, this was so fun. I just, I want to give it four, just give it four. And then I'm like, ah, but <laughs> some of the movies we've talked about, and if we're going to, you know, take a, you know, a little keener eye to it, maybe it's a little bit. So I'm going to give Christmas Bloody Christmas, uh, I, I think I'm going to stick and give it a three and a half screams out of five. Uh, and that is in no way a knock because I could very easily be persuaded to go four on it in the ratings. Yeah, I think I'd have to agree. Three and a half screams. I was going to go three, but like you said, you think about the scope of this. Three is like your middle of the line. I liked it. Um, I didn't necessarily love it, but it wasn't a bad movie. That's what, what a three is. But me, to me, this was better than a three. Was it a four? Not quite. When I think of a four, I think of a movie that's going above and beyond in a lot of ways. And this movie did go above and beyond, but it wasn't so extraordinary that I'm going to give it a four. But I will say a solid three and a half out of five. I agree. I mean, it's not breaking any new ground, but it's uh, but it's also not it's not, uh, you know, running in place so much that it's just, that, you know, doing the same thing that every other movie's done. Um, but, yeah, I had to go higher than a three because, again, this is a movie that I can almost guarantee you I will rewatch at some point, probably yearly. Uh, I will probably rewatch it. So I can't just go three. Uh, you know, I had, I had to go three and a half. So, uh, again, Shutter, man, Shutter's putting out some good stuff. Uh, and uh, this is yet another another movie uh, that they're putting out again. Uh, I know Shutter uh, right now it's it's not necessarily Shutter's fault per se because they're part of that whole AMC family of of things. But there's been a, a, a huge uh, flux of layoffs that's uh, yeah. in, in AMC that in their streaming they the company is saying they have overestimated the streaming revenue and uh, how much it will counter the you know the the non-cable, the cable stuff, lo- the the loss of cable customers and, and things like that. Um, so they 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 laid off a bunch of people, and it's is it's affected and impacted Shutter. It's going to that, and I'm like, I, I understand that layoffs are a part of business, and I get that. Man, this is number one. This is a horrible time to be telling people you're laid off. I'm like, God, you couldn't have waited another month. Drug it on one more month and waited till after the holiday. But I I get it. That's why I couldn't be in that position, I guess. But um, so, you know, it, 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 ah, that that sours my view of the whole thing. But Shudder is putting out some good <laughs> content right now, and they've had a very good year with their content. And uh, Christmas Bloody Christmas is uh, it's another hit for me. It's I mean, another good uh, another good movie. Uh, I'm very pleased. All right. So uh, that's our Skin of Marink and our Christmas Bloody Christmas, two movies that we very much liked and highly recommend. Again, go see Skin of Marink when it comes out in theaters in 2023. Let's let's make it uh, uh, this surprise hit of the spring. Or excuse me, I guess it's not spring, it's in January. Uh, but let's make <laughs> it a make it a surprise hit, right? Let's let's just push it to the moon uh, oh, yeah. to offset this uh, the, the the issue it had with the party because that sucks. I don't want something like that to to you know to ruin this movie before it even had a chance to show what it could do and it's it's a good movie. Uh so so I, before we close out and get out of here, you got anything, uh, any last minute things you want to say? Um, if you pirate movies from small companies, your mom's a hoe. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you're pirating it for your mom, that's a hoe. Man, I, it just makes you the worst, <laughs> worst person. So That's right. Um, so next week, we are going to definitely review Krampus from 2015. Uh, our intentions were also to review the mean one, which is just coming out. However, I don't think we're going to be able to do that. Because when they initially announced the movie, it was supposed to be out on streaming platforms. Well, they have since secured a, a theatrical release 
uh, with Regal Theaters. And um, so it has apparently has delayed the streaming release because there's been no further word on that right now. So it won't be available streaming. And I'm like, okay, well, that's fine. At least maybe one of us could go see it in the theaters so we can still do some form of review. Well, neither one of us have a Regal Theater <laughs> showing this movie anywhere close to us. We have looked and looked and looked, and uh, it's just not possible. There's just uh, – it's just absolutely not possible for us to see this movie. Now, I did put in uh, a little bit ago for a screener link to review the movie. I do know since they have closed it on the site and said they're no longer sending those. Uh, they didn't say that when I submitted, so I don't know whether they're going to give any more for those last-minute people or not. So. It does not look at this time like we will be able to yet review the mean one unless a, a Christmas miracle comes through and we get that screener link. Um, and if we do that, we'll have a review. But otherwise, uh, next week will just be Krampus from 2015. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, this is one of the movies you wanted on the bill, like. So I sure I'm did. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm expecting you. It's your time to shine. You're getting called up to the majors here. Uh, this is this is your movie. Uh, so. But until then, uh, hopefully everybody's having a good holiday season and, and enjoying enjoying time and, uh, and, and different activities. And hopefully everybody can have a little time off to around these holidays to rest and recharge uh, before we barrel into 2023. Uh, but thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribe and follow us on social media. And until next episode, wherever you go and whatever you do, be good, be safe and have many pleasant nightmares.